everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Kat Wonders and this is episode 23. I can't believe it. Actually, I had to double check. I was like, is it 22 or 23? Uh, you may notice something a little different about me, my lip color. It is more of like a peachy red than normal. <laughs> Just joking. Did I dye my hair? or not. No, I did not. This is a wig. I actually got it from Etsy. It's custom made. I will admit I did order it a little small. <laughs> I think this is like a 22 inch and I could have gone for like a 27 inch. <laughs> My brain is so big. I have a hard time wearing hats, wigs, you name it. It's tough being smart, but he does an amazing job. The store on Etsy is called Wig in the City and all one word, I believe. And uh, he has a lot of like vintage style wigs. And this was one of them that I bought. I bought four all together. So I'll just kind of pull them out randomly once in a while. And I try to do my best with gluing the edges down. So when you buy a lace wig, to me, they're the most natural looking, which means they have like a little widow's peak here. You could see a bit of scalp, but it's not like the the hair starts bluntly. It kind of fades in naturally. So you have to cut the lace and then leave enough so that you have, you know, some natural looking roots. I've never done this before, but <laughs> glue it down. But with, um, it's called got to be glued. It's basically like a really stronghold gel. So like you've seen people with like spiked hair and you know, that's kind of what they use, I presume, because it's it's wild stuff, but it washes off just fine. So there's no risk there. <laughs> and then I try, because it's a bit small, some of my natural sideburns were showing. So I had to like kind of color the wig a little bit, but I think from this distance, you can't really tell. So if you didn't know, which you probably do if you've listened to this podcast before, but if not, there is a video version on YouTube. And for those of you that are watching the video version, version, <laughs> that's kind of, I think, where it's at. But if you're listening to this, then I'll do my best to kind of describe what I'm doing as best I can. I think I do a fairly decent job, but there is some aesthetic glory. Like, I don't know. That's kind of the best way for me to describe it. If you do watch the video version. So like my hair, my outfit, my earrings, my concoctail, me spilling things. <laughs> I just realized, and this is terrible news, that my drink stand light, my kitten chewed the fricking string, or sorry, the, the cord, and now it doesn't work anymore. So I'm gonna have to buy a new cord or fix the one that was chewed because it was it's a pretty like blunt cut. It wasn't anything crazy. And don't worry, Cheeto is fine. But it was just such a mistake to bring him in here. Like he started climbing my sugar thrills and uh, got him out of here ASAP. I actually have little bunny ears for him. And don't worry, I'm not one of those people that like dresses up my cat, thrives on them like as different characters. <laughs> but I ordered a bunch of stuff from Doll's Kill and Doll's Kill was offering these kind of blind boxes, which is essentially you can get one of so many It's and you don't know which one you're getting until you open the box. But I got like a daisy one. I didn't know which color we were gonna get. I got a nice white daisy and then orange cat ears. And then the other one was like a, like a little sultan hat. <laughs> came from China I don't know what they got going on over there but it was super cute and he's so funny because he just keeps it on he doesn't worry about like he doesn't even think about it he just goes about his usual thing <laughs> so it's pretty cute okay so no lighted stand which is not a big deal today because the concoctail that I'm concocting today is not necessarily super beautiful I mean it will be in its own way but not really like it's kind of hard for me to describe so the concoctail today is a spin-off from this caramel apple martini recipe that I found I could not find 
caramel vodka. And I don't know, I'm not surprised that I couldn't find it because it seems that that's a pretty random thing, like, but who knows? It's the first time I've ever heard of it was reading this recipe. So I got kind of creative and I started thinking about a caramel apple. I started thinking about apples in general, fall. <laughs> and I decided that I'm going to sort of make it my own way and not follow the recipe directly because the recipe calls for six ounces of apple cider, four ounces of caramel vodka, and some apple slices. But I thought it would be fun to try something different. So let me light my candle, my dark rum and oak. Love it. I noticed in my last podcast, <laughs> I was wearing long sleeves and my hand was kind of like near the flame. <laughs> I know like it's it looks different from your perspective just because you can't really tell like depth wise where my arm was. It looked like it was like right over the flame. It was nowhere near. I mean, it was close, but it was not like I wasn't about to be lit on fire. Just saying. Okay, so where to start? Here's what I'm planning. So I made some apple cider earlier. The, the stuff that I have just comes in a package and then you pour boiling water onto it and then voila. I did that and cooled it. So I have some apple cider, alcohol free. I think apple cider is, I mean, I've had alcoholized versions, but I don't know if apple cider is just like typically of alcohol in it. I don't know. Then I thought a little bit of this Goldschlager. If you've never had it before, it is a cinnamon liqueur with little flecks of gold in it. Then, and this might be a mistake, but we're here to learn and have fun. So maple flavored crown royal. To me, apple and maple go well together. Uh, not only do they rhyme, actually they don't, apple, maple. <laughs> Anyway, I have had this before. Actually, I have friends that like to mix cherry cola with maple whiskey. Apparently, it's super good. I think I did try it one time. Might have been too drunk to remember, <laughs> but we're gonna give this a shot. I also have an apple, a knife, and my handy dandy martini shaker sweating of course because it's full of ice and look at this beautiful glass that I bought from anthropology so you know what I'm still going to use the stand even though there's no light in it just because I haven't quite accepted the fact that it's broken uh, I'm going to take some ice out to start just to keep my drink chilled throughout the podcast duh <laughs> that's good all right so first I want to add the apple cider Didn't make much of a mess, that's good. That, okay, there I just <laughs> cinched my arm, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, some Goldschlager. Let's add about that much, an ounce and a half, I don't know. Free pouring is the way to go. Free or pour. Now this is not open. So what do you guys think about my brown hair? This is like a classic, 1950s pinup girl hairdo in my mind. I have a knife here, what am I doing? <laughs> it's really sad because I had these embroidered cherry earrings. I have no idea where the other one went. The way that I have my jewelry displayed is like on a little stand and a rotating stand. And the odd time, if you knock it the wrong way, things will just fall off. And I know that they both fell off at one point and one went somewhere and it, because it's like one of the hook earrings, could have just hooked on any piece of clothing that I wound up donating or like putting away in a box or it could be in a shoe, I don't know. So I couldn't find those, which was sad because I wanted to wear little cherry earrings with this hair, but it's okay, there's always the future. So this really does smell like maple. 
and whiskey. <laughs> okay. About two shots of that. We're getting crazy. <laughs> Before I start shaking, let me move all of the hazards out of the way. Oh, and I also have a green straw this time because it's apple. Get it? <laughs> uh, did I forget something? No. Should I put an apple slice in it? No, the apple cider is good enough. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that shocked me so much, but anyway. Here we go. Great Scott, I did it again. A perfect amount. There are people such as myself that wind up somehow cutting something to the exact length, pouring something to the exact fill level a good 70% of the time. But if I try to throw anything in the garbage can, <laughs> I'll miss every time. I don't know if that's in the same category, but okay, I'm gonna put a slice of this on the side. Oh, that was... <sighs> Let's just have a sip of this before it goes somewhere. I don't want it. All right, this is my Caramel apple, cinnamon, maple, concoctail. Hmm. Okay, it's good. It tastes a little watered down. I think that's because my apple cider, I put way too much water in. <laughs> but these flavors together, because I can really taste the maple and I can really taste the cinnamon. Wow, that is lovely. You know what would be lovelier? If my light stand worked. <laughs> Maybe that's why it tastes off. It's the light. No, actually it doesn't taste off at all. It's really, really, really good actually. I do wish that it had a little bit more apple cider flavor. So it's my fault for watering it down, but if you make this drink, then just make sure your apple cider is not watered down and it'll be great. Another thing that I love to make and just even to have on the stove in the fall, especially around Thanksgiving, Christmas time, absolutely, is mulled wine. So this year I decided, and I even chose a date, I am going to be throwing a Christmas party and it's going to be the Christmas party of the decade. I was gonna say century, but that's pushing it. I've got so many different plans and I know it's a bit early to start planning this, but because I'm so busy in November and December, the, the earlier that I plan, <laughs> the better. And I definitely wanna have a great big pot of mulled wine on the stove and then have like a, almost like a, you know, punch bowl. And then sometimes around the, like I grew up, my Oma Nopa had a punch bowl and then there was glasses that kind of hung all around the side or like little mugs to fill. I kind of want like a little mug rack or something. Anyway, I have like, I want to make it special and I'm super excited and I hope it works out and I'm sure it will. <laughs> Who knows where the world is at at that point, but you know, one can dream. So mold wine is a just, oh my God, it makes the whole house smell like apple pie and just coziness. It's like the smell of coziness. Okay, enough about that. My concoctail <laughs> is complete. Last time I wanted to make another one. Uh, last time I did the pumpkin spice white Russian. I made that for a friend and uh, they were definitely impressed. So I did have to go to town <laughs> randomly in this wig. I don't think anybody really recognized me, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Like if somebody saw me, I'd just be like, oh, it's just a wig, you know, like whatever. But uh, I definitely had some different looks. I know like this is a pretty extreme little hairdo with the victory roll. Oh shit. With the victory rolls. Uh, one thing, one thing with this wig is it's pinned. 
You don't want to take the pins out and you have to be very gentle with it. Like most of my wigs I can kind of put back in the wig bag and put in a box and put away. These ones I have to keep open and out <laughs> because this being shifted or squished in any way would ruin it. And it's all teased and sprayed and I'm in love, but it's a bit of work. So I have a new section in my studio where I have all of my wigs hanging. I've got six of them out. Four are from this company, and then the other two are, they're lace wigs, but they're less expensive. These run about $250 US a piece, and it's worth it. <laughs> I will get a lot of use out of this. I just have to make sure that I like stretch it out because right now I've got an involuntary facelift, if you had noticed. <laughs> I love it though. Okay, I'll stop ranting about my hair. Okay, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, so my week pretty much just worked. I have some incredibly amazing cosplay costumes and I just filmed two of them this week, but <laughs> it was so much more work than I anticipated because there are wigs involved and uh, I didn't really know to glue yet. So it was a bit of a, like a lot of stopping, shifting, moving things back. Everything fit really well, but I mean, it's a little tighter maybe than what I would have anticipated because when I took my measurements, I was a little lighter. <laughs> this is before my week binge on carbs, but uh, it still worked out fine. And you know, the little tighter it is, it's not, it's not such a bad thing, but that was super fun. And that was pretty much it. I never really did anything too exciting otherwise. I have a remote control airplane that I lost. <laughs> It's actually like a little cheap foam one. And I thought, oh, interesting. Like just to kind of F around with, right? Fly around the yard and whatever. And the cats and the dog can like chase it. I don't know where it went. I was actually having a fire and uh, off it went into the dark abyss. And the thing is, it's so light that it does glide for quite a ways. So it sort of left the field of view that I had and haven't seen it since. <laughs> and it's yellow and so is everything else outside right now. So maybe in the spring it'll pop up. <laughs> Oh yeah, another thing that I was doing last week was planning for my October high tier on Patreon. So if you don't know what this means, so every October, so I do about four a year, and I think last year I did five because I did S&M. Micro bikini high tier, I do Halloween high tier, lingerie high tier for Christmas, and then I'll do, I did a, is S&M the only other one? Micro bikini, lingerie, Halloween costume. What's the other one? I think S&M, I don't know. Well, I can't think of it right now, <laughs> but anyway, um, so of course, October's around the corner and I really have to plan my October properly. And in fact, kind of start pre-filming a little bit for October. And I did the math and I'm filming, I believe over 42 videos. I know 42 for sure, but I feel like there's a couple that I might've missed, but that is a lot of work, right? 42 videos, not 42 photos or videos. And so I've been planning on, I've got like a great big schedule, 30 days worth of big squares. And every day I have something written down as to what I need to be doing to prepare days off so that I can breathe in between. And on Patreon, every October for the last few years, I've done a super sexy Halloween costume try on where I do 20, I've only done 20 in the past. This year I'm doing 25 costumes. And every day you get a brand new costume try on and kind of like 
a sexy striptease down to what I've got hiding underneath, depending on what the costume is. This year, I have some of the sexiest Halloween costumes ever. <laughs> and I found a website where these are like, this is their specialty and this is what they do. And I am so excited. And it's so much work, but it's also so much fun. The only work real like tough part of it is getting ready and sometimes it's it's hard for me to like get into these costumes on my own and out of them sometimes <laughs> so uh the wig aspect like I want to throw in some wigs too so that I can really get into character but basically if you join my October high tier on Patreon there'll be more information there then you can uh, wake up to a brand new super sexy Halloween costume try on and reveal uh it's just so much fun and something to look forward to to for October. I know as adults, we don't really have much fun around Halloween unless you're planning to, you know, go to a Halloween party or you're throwing a costume party or you have something going on at work. But uh, this just kind of, it's festive in a way because it's celebrating not only just Halloween, but the fall and then the transition to Christmas. <laughs> because October I have a high tier and then December I've got my 25 days of lingerie and that is also a doozy so you know I got lots of stuff happening lots of stuff rolling and I hope that you're excited if you are one of my patrons or if you do want to join like I said I'll have information on over there on patreon.com slash catwonders that that'll be linked down below here in this video and if you're listening you can go to my youtube channel to find all the links down in the description box just so you don't miss out but it's pretty simple just go to patreon and type in catwonders I don't know what it's kind of strange like I have tried to find other people on patreon but it's not as simple as it should be <laughs> there's for some reason if you spell it wrong or if you don't have the right spacing or whatever then it doesn't show up so it's kind of unforgiving that way but you can always email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or you you know want to know more I'm liking this more and more. The maple and the cinnamon, I can't tell which is more, what's showing up more for me. I really like this. And this would also be really good warm. I say, okay, the way that I'm gonna do this next time, I'm gonna put apple cider on the stove with the right amount of water, not too much water. <laughs> and then I'm going to add, like once it's kind of warm, see the thing is when you're doing alcohol on the stove, you don't want it too hot because it will like burn off the alcohol and then you're just left with sugar water. <laughs> and that's not what we're here for. <laughs> so I would do a pot of apple cider and then add, I don't know, depending on how many people are coming over, a bunch of maple whiskey and a bunch of Goldschlager. I am a little bit of a bougie bitch, okay? I don't like Fireball, I like Goldschlager. It's more expensive and you pretty much have to buy it in a big size bottle every time. And if I had to go skiing with a bottle of Goldschlager over Fireball, I would, uh, but it, I have flasks, luckily. But you know what would be a really good idea? I just thought of this, is if, you know, like people do merch. I've, I have like Kitty Liquor podcast t-shirts that you can find down below, like if depending on what device you're using. This was sort of an accidental thing that happened. I don't know what's happening with it. <laughs> people can order shirts and people have, but anyway, it sort of, like I said, happened accidentally. But I would love to create some Kitty Liquor podcast flasks, but do them kind of in a fun way where it's not just like, oh, Kitty Liquor podcast branding on the flask, but a photo of me on there, but a very specific photo and I know which one. And I know that there are places that you can get these things done and whatever, but I think that that would be an interesting little thing to be able to offer to you guys and maybe even gift my high tier patrons with. <laughs> anyway, I'm totally off track there, but uh, what was I talking about? I don't remember. That doesn't matter. Okay, let's drink. I want to know 
if you find, I don't want to use the word drunkenness, but kind of tipsiness unattractive. So I have this thing where I'm very aware when I start to have a little bit too much to drink. I start to slur my words a little too much and I don't like that. It's embarrassing for me, especially I'm quite apologetic. If I'm taking up somebody's time or whatever, I'll be like, I'm really sorry. Like, I know you have to go or same thing if I'm drinking, I'll say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. My words sorry. I've had a little bit too much to drink. And so that's an indicator for me to stop drinking. So like, especially in a social situation where I have to talk to people and people have questions for me. And I think I remember one time in my life where I got like so drunk that I just passed out somewhere. <laughs> Uh, but it's, I find it really annoying when somebody is so blatantly drunk and they're still socializing and they're still talking to people and they're still, you know what I mean? Like it's one thing to be drunken in the corner, <laughs> but when you're really kind of pushy and you're sort of in your face, I find that very unattractive. And the fact that the gauge is gone and maybe you're just too, pa like, cause I think it's all, it's happened to all of us where we get, a, we have a little bit too much too fast. Say we have an empty stomach suddenly and we could normally have two glasses of wine. One has done it and uh, we've all been there and it, that's excusable. Uh, but do you find when a girl or a guy is slurring their words, clearly drunk, talking to you, does it, do you find that like really unattractive? Because I do. And I'm not like a super judgmental person by any means. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I am judgmental, but I keep it to myself. But you know, I get it. I can like put myself in that scenario and I can really be like, oh, you know, like I said, same type of thing. He didn't have anything to eat today and it's super hot and he's probably got heat stroke and whatever, but only so many times, right? I think we all have those family members. I grew up with certain family members, you know, where they get to the point where they're a little bit like, whoo. Ooh, two sheets to the wind <laughs> and it can be funny and this and that but that's one thing as well to kind of consider is how are they when they're drunk right like I am a very happy drinker <laughs> I laugh a lot. I have a lot of fun. I think depending on what I drink, I know that this is something I talked about in the past. Some people are like, oh, if I drink whiskey, like I like to fight or if I drink gin, it makes me bitchy. I think it might depend for me too. And it depends on truly who I'm around. I've said before that red wine makes me really horny. It really depends on who I'm around. <laughs> You know, if I'm having wine with my aunt, I'm not getting really horny. You know what I mean? But yeah, it also depends on what happens to this person when they're slurring their words to you, what kind of mood they're in. And typically the people that I'm around that are drinking and having a good time are having a good time. There's no fights breaking out. There's no, you know what I mean? And back in the bar days when I used to go to the bar, then it was just a freaking free for all in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've seen some fights. Anyway, so back off track again. Uh, let me get back on track. I don't like it. And um, it's always noted when somebody that I've like gone out to hang out with gets this way. Because I have girlfriends that get just really stupid wasted. And I'm thinking to myself, have you no self-respect? How are you allowing yourself to, you know, they, they run businesses, they have like, you know, they're successful people, but they get sloshed. And I get you're around people you trust and whatever, but sometimes no, sometimes you're around people you've never met before, people that could potentially become friends of yours and whatever, and you're ruining it by acting like an idiot. Just saying. <laughs> no, I'm not being super judgy over here, but it's just my personal opinion. And that's that. I feel like there's like two pieces of tape right here pulling my face back. But like I said, it's kind of a accidental facelift and I'm liking it. Might have a mild headache, but beauty is pain. <laughs>
Okay, so I, once again, was listening to Whitney Cummings, <laughs> the Good For You podcast, and they're usually quite long. They're like three hours, two and a half, three hours long. And uh, depending on who she's interviewing, she does interview a lot of females and like they're like when two women are talking and they kind of forget the cameras are around. That's why I enjoy it because they just start becoming like girlfriends that are chatting over wine and they don't, they forget about that people are even watching them or they make create that illusion anyway. She was talking about people's coping mechanisms. So for example, I don't really have any vices. I don't even know that's the right word. What I'm trying to say is there's nothing that I do really that de-stresses me. Like I don't take a bath every night. I'm kind of just always on the go, always doing things. I would say that maybe my vice is a glass of wine in the evening or like when I'm making dinner, I really enjoy a glass of wine. And but to me, I'm a very high functioning person. It's not like it's affecting my life in any way. You know, I'm definitely not an alcoholic, but some people would maybe even think that I am because if I have an, a, a glass of wine every evening for a week, generally it's because I'm kind of winding down, making dinner, kind of relaxing in the evening, right? So maybe I'd say that that is my vice, red wine, white wine, maybe sometimes a cocktail once a week in the daytime. <laughs> I never thought of it this way. There are people that have vices and they ex they relieve themselves, <laughs> sounds weird, but in other ways where say there are people that go on Twitter, YouTube or wherever you can leave a comment and their vice is to unleash hate comments on people. They get off on writing something terrible. It's like a relief. It's a release for them. You know, I mean, you know, the saying hurt people hurt people. Really, if you're in the social media business whatsoever, don't ever let a hate comment get you down. I learned that a long time ago. Um, but I went into this business show business, uh, <laughs> knowing that I had to have a thick skin and that really anybody who's writing something terrible to you doesn't know you it's really them with the problem and you got to kind of feel bad for the person so for those of you who want to leave hate comments it doesn't work on me sorry um i might send you a heart back uh, but don't send me hate comments <laughs> <laughs> just because you want a heart. <laughs> but my point is, it's not always apparent what people's vices are. So like, there are people that have obviously drinking problems. And that's apparent, you can tell, okay, well, that person has some like issues they have to get through. But I never thought of it that way, where people even just, you know, say mean things to people, it helps them feel better, right? It's kind of like being facetious, where you or schadenfreude, is that the way to say it? Where you kind of get off on seeing other people kind of struggle or, you know, you like you like it, right? Where you kind of like, maybe pretend that you don't, but you kind of do. And it might even be personal, like with your partner, where you say things or do things to them specifically to make yourself feel better because they're like the one person in your life. Some people's vice is sex, right? Having sex with anybody they can, whoever they can. I know a lot of guys that bang a lot of chicks and and cheat and do all these things and it's really a them problem right you know if you're being cheated on it's not you it's them that has the problem right so there's so many kind of facets and so many ways to look at it and maybe not even realizing that it's a vice if you do any of the things that i mentioned or anything else that's kind of hurtful to other people or yourself you know it's your vice it's kind of like that's what you do that's what you need to make yourself feel better and the thing is is i don't like i said i don't have wine to make myself feel better i feel good as it is and as is and i don't like having a glass it's like a bonus it's like oh I'm making this delicious meal and I'm gonna have a glass of wine and it's not always wine I just use that as a reference sometimes it's a glass of vodka <laughs> no I'm just joking but um yeah no it's just something interesting to think about and how not everybody's vice is really apparent and if you think you 
don't have any. Like, I don't even have a vice. Like, I don't do anything that would constitute like a vice. Think again. <laughs> you're a human being. Maybe there is something, you know? And as long as, like I said, you're not hurting anybody and you're living your best life, be a kind person and whatever, then I think you got it going on. But it's hard to know people in my life specifically that have these issues. And it's kind of like, there's something else going on there. You got to figure out. <laughs> I don't think anybody's perfect. And I certainly am not. But I just heard this conversation happen. And I thought, oh, interesting. Made me kind of like think a little bit. Edibles. <laughs> If you do a lot of edibles, smoke a lot of weed, you know, like it's kind of your thing, right? You're not harming anybody. You're just sort of doing your own thing. But is it just because you enjoy it or is it because you're... Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Falling asleep. Do you fall asleep easily? Now, I have always been one to have my mind race before bed. Now, I know that there are certain techniques that you can use to fall asleep easier. One, not be on your freaking phone right before bed, right? I have the um, like evening setting on my phone where it like changes it from blue light to yellow light or something. And it's supposed to help calm your brain and trick your brain into not being super awake. <laughs> it's not the right way to say it, but things like eating before bed, you know, not to eat before bed. And no matter what, so I've tried it all. And to be honest, I do think that not being on your device before bed and not eating before bed has worked for me and would work for me, but I can't do that. <laughs> I have a problem where I really like to take in my evenings and I don't know what it is. Maybe it was like some things that stem from childhood and my mom used to work three jobs. She'd work so hard. She'd come home and want to like relax if she wasn't working that evening. That was the time she had to herself. Like one time she had to herself. I am different where I don't work three jobs. I have, I do this. And then in the evenings, I'm kind of like winding down. There's something about nighttime that is just cozy for me. I want to hang out. That's when I want to like eat the most, drink the most, <laughs> or, you know, like you just find a good show to watch and, or you're on a good series. I just find that I cannot, sorry, I've used my hands so much. It's like insane. I cannot not have a snack all night long. <laughs> So I'm strategic though, because when you're on keto, you do have the blessing of being able to consume a lot of savory things, meats, cheeses, like a charcuterie platter. One of my favorite things to do is a fondue, a vegetable fondue with zucchini, uh, mushrooms. I mean, button mushrooms. Don't get it twisted. What's, oh, garlic, oh, roasted garlic. I'm telling you, this is where it's at. But anyway, maybe I'll stop eating like an hour before bed, but two hours, no. Forget about it. So that's like my whole enjoyment in life is my, my nighttime snacking. And then my devices before bed, it's just impossible for me to not check my emails one last time. Um, my agency is in France. So like I have a certain amount of time during the day where I have early morning and late night in order to like communicate with my agency in France. So, but it takes me forever to fall asleep and I take CBD for sleep and then like melatonin and CBD, basically, that's it. I'm not on any medications and I don't have a sleep problem. I'm not an insomniac by any means, but I know some people that can sleep. They can fall asleep in like 30 seconds flat. And I can tell because like you could tell their breathing changes slightly, like they're asleep. I've got like another hour and a half to go here. So uh, let me just fantasize about all the things that I want in life and manifest all the things that I want, uh, which is good time. But the thing is I've had a lot of success 
from my insomnia and it's not insomnia by any means but like that's when I get my greatest ideas I get really good ideas when I can't sleep that's where I conjured up cat wonders believe it or not wonders isn't my last name <laughs> uh, I was like I gotta come up with a, a name that's kind of stupid <laughs> but memorable <laughs> you know like not like cat mccormick or something uh it's got to be something that kind of sticks out a little bit of silly but that's where that that was born was me not being able to sleep and uh, bikini bug eating. <laughs> so I'm not saying that the best ideas come from, but a lot of ideas come from laying in bed at night and thinking about things too much. And I'm also someone who has a tendency to like freak out about things at night where in the daytime, I would never have these freak outs or thoughts, but something happens at night where you're like, things feel a bit more heavy and they are a little bit harder to di digest or like, I don't even know if it's fatigue that does it, but but for some reason, like a scenario, say I'm driving somewhere the next day that's like six hours to get there. The night before, I will be thinking about this, all the things that can go wrong. Will the person be there that I'm meeting? Will they be late? Like it's just stuff that, but the next morning you're getting ready, you're on your way. Like it's totally fine. Anyway, that might also stop a lot of people from sleep, people from sleeping as well when you're worried about things, right? Are you a worrier at night? Anyway, <laughs> long tangents. That's what we're all about. <laughs> now it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Facts. <laughs> so Cat Facts is a segment where I find interesting facts online and um, read them to you because maybe you didn't know these things and but maybe you did. Let's see. So the first fact most laughter isn't because things are funny. Every culture in the world laughs, but surprisingly, most of our laugh isn't necessarily a response to humor. Less than 20% of laughter comes after jokes, according to neuroscientist Robert Provine or Provine. The rest is a reaction to regular statements and questions like, how have you been? The ensuing laughter, however brief, helps form social bonds since people who laugh together grow closer. How you been? Oh, <laughs> so good. I can't say I've ever responded like that, but for real, like I 100% throw in unnecessary laughter after all the time. <laughs> See? <laughs> it just happens naturally. Okay, this statement. You have a nail in your body. Let me just clarify. Or at least the components of one. Iron is an important nutrient that human bodies need. It helps your red blood cells carry oxygen, which is necessary for producing energy throughout the body. That is why an iron deficiency can present itself with feeling of exhaustion. With feelings of exhaustion. Amazingly, a healthy adult has about three grams of iron. Enough that... If it were pulled out and melted down, it could form a nail up to three inches long. Interesting. Like if there was a magnet strong enough, <laughs> would we be like plastered to it? I don't know. <laughs> Riding a roller coaster could help you pass a kidney stone. Pay attention to this. <laughs> After multiple people reported they had passed a kidney stone while riding Walt Disney World's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad ride, a research team from Michigan State University decided to investigate the phenomena in 2016. They conducted tests with a model kidney. A model kidney? Let's figure out what the hell that was. That is and found that there was a 64% kidney stone pass rate for those seated in the rear of the Thunder Mountain ride. That number was just 16% for those seated in the front. Wait, okay, do they have a fake model kidney? Is sort of equivalent to like a real, I don't know. Or did they have a bunch of people with kidney stones on there? I don't know what this means, but anyway, interesting. Passing a kidney stone, 
my God, I've heard horror stories and like, especially for men. In fact, I don't even know if I've ever asked or talked to a woman about a passing kidney stone, but holy hell, if you have, let me know about your experience down below. Kidney stones, never had one, don't want one either. Okay, so I remember my mom telling me about these little guys when she was in Japan. Bee hummingbirds are so small, they get mistaken for insects. The story is, is that mom and was traveling the world with her band. <laughs> and they were in Japan. She said she was standing by, from what I remember, was standing by a, some sort of flowery bush and what looked like these bees swarming around and like flying around and turns out that they weren't bees at all. They were hummingbirds. And I'm assuming that they're the same as these little guys. I'll show you a picture here. Doo -doo. I don't know if it's even focusing. Hummingbirds are known for being itty bitty creatures, but bee hummingbirds are the teensiest versions of these. Shockingly tiny flyers. <laughs> They're actually the smallest bird in the world. They are so minuscule that they are sometimes mistaken for insects, which explains their name. According to the National Audubon Society, the birds are just two and a quarter inches long and weigh less than a dime. You want to know what one of my dreams is? Are finding a hummingbird nest because their little eggs and not bee hummingbirds we don't have those here as far as i know but their little eggs are the size of your pinky nail like they're so tiny in fact hummingbirds around here make their nests with cobwebs lichen sometimes little fibers they find bird like little bird feathers and oh my goodness like you'd never notice it it doesn't stand out like a nest it looks like a little burl on a twig or something so super hard to find but not only finding a hummingbird nest but hummingbird nest with little eggs in it oh my god that's kind of a a lifelong dream <laughs> it's a weird one but it's true <laughs> okay sea lions can dance to a beat now one of the subjects I'm going to talk about is like rhythm <laughs> because some people have it some people don't apparently sea lions do uh, there are only two mammals on earth with the proven ability to move their bodies in time with external beat with an external beat humans though not all humans <laughs> to be fair and sea lions when researchers at the university of santa cruz rescued a standard sea lion in 2013 they found that she was a very smart and she was even able to learn how to dance now though parrots can also keep a rhythm it was previously thought that only animals capable of complex voice learning could do this so it's saying people sea lions and parrots hello <laughs> is it just me interesting Okay, Rolls-Royce makes the world's most expensive car in the world. This is not shocking, but what is shocking is the price of this vehicle. You go ahead as I scratch my back <laughs> and try to figure out what that price is. Currently, the most expensive car in the world is a Rolls-Royce swept tail that's sold for $13 million. However, even if you have that kind of dough lying around, you won't be able to buy it. Only one was made and it was custom built from the ground up according to the buyer's specifications. But brand new custom cars have nothing on used classics. The recent sale of a 1963 Ferrari GTO for 70 million is supposedly the highest price ever paid for a car. 70 million. So wouldn't that constitute <laughs> The most expensive car in the world, not the $13 million Rolls Royce. It's a 70 million Ferrari. Hmm. Okay, best life. That's the website I'm on. Some of these things don't really <laughs> make sense to me. But... The first iPhone was not made by Apple. 
Okay, get this. The first mo mobile phone device to be called an iPhone was made by Cisco, not Apple. It allowed the user to use the voice function of Skype without a computer. Apple announced its own product just 22 days later, and Cisco sued for trademark infringement. The lawsuit was ultimately settled out of court, and both companies were allowed to keep using the name. However, you've probably never heard of the Cisco iPhone. So think about that. And spelled the same way, I, capital H, or P-H-O-N-E. And maybe that was not the way that Cisco spelled it, but 22 days later, iPhone came out for Apple. For 100 years, maps have shown an island that doesn't exist. Almost nothing is known about Sandy Island, a landmass about the size of Manhattan in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Australia. Supposedly, explorer James Cook discovered it in 1774, and it began appearing on natural maps in 1908. It wasn't until 2012 when a team of Australian scientists set out to survey the island that they discovered that there was no island there at all. <laughs> The scientists guessed that Cook may have, in fact, spotted a pumice raft, uh, a floating volcanic stone, and gas. Uh, the Sydney Morning Herald even published an obituary for Sandy Island. So that totally makes sense. Like, I think that there are so many things back, especially back in the day before there was literature or like information about random ocean things. You know, like, <laughs> so, I know I sounded really dumb there, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, if you don't know that like a pumice stone island exists and you were to see it, like, holy crap. But what I'm wondering is like, did they go up to it, walk on it? Like, was it moving? How big was it? You know, did they just see it and then sail past and just mark it on a map like it wasn't worth exploring? Um, I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, and that concludes Cat Facts. Okay, so I know this is gonna sound like a segue into some sort of brand deal, which I have done brand deals with BetterHelp before, but what I wanna know is, do you get therapy? Or do you go to therapy? It seems that going to therapy, getting therapy, having a therapist, going to get help is quite common in Hollywood. <laughs> and does Hollywood even, is that even like the right word anymore? Like what is Hollywood these days? But people really speak openly about their shrink, like going to their shrink. And it's almost like a trendy thing to go and talk about your problems. And I'm an advocate for going and talking about your shit and <laughs> getting your stuff sorted out and having like an, an, just something to, to talk to about your issues. And uh, it's something that I've never actually done ever. But as I get older, I do realize that I do certain things and I kind of am a certain way just because of my childhood, my past. And I had a wonderful childhood. I have a wonderful family. I don't have any trauma in that kind of way, but I do have tendencies and I don't know necessarily if it's because of my raising or because of my genetics, you know? <laughs> I'm Dutch. And I know that, I mean, I, there's, and I hate to say this, but, and I have lots of Dutch friends, lots of, obviously lots of Dutch family, but when I traveled to Europe, we were, we went to like six different countries and the people that treated me and the person I was traveling with the shittiest were the Dutch people. <laughs> I mean, and no offense to the Dutch, like I said, they're not all that way. But as a tourist, an English speaking tourist, and maybe they thought we were who knows what they thought, but I was shocked because I thought it would maybe be France. Like the French are so, oh, get out of here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I just spit, but it was a Dutch. So I'm like, I am Dutch. I don't really have like specific things that I do that bother me it's like it's like a kind of a combination of things right then I start thinking well is going to therapy something that could 
help me kind of like work through certain things. Because I think that a lot of us have issues we don't even know we have, right? There's not always somebody there pointing them out. But it, would it hurt to go and talk to a therapist, even if you don't think you have issues, maybe they may be like, well, maybe you do this because you didn't tie your shoes that one time in grade five and you tripped and fell on your face. And from that point on, you've worn shoes without laces. <laughs> you know, super minor. But I think, because uh, I don't judge people that get it, go to therapy, have therapy sessions. And I think it's good. Do I not need therapy? Like, is that why I don't feel that I need to go? Or do I? Should I? Like, what kind of, I think I have problems too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I am getting a little bit tipsy. I will admit. I kind of want to make another one. But I think I'll wait till later and make new apple cider, which will make it better. I specifically wanted to talk about South Korea, but I'm gonna wait because I need a little bit more time. But what I will talk about is time robbers. <laughs> people that steal your time. And I know last episode I talked about people that if you ask them how they are, they kind of like want to tell you all their problems. But then there's a different type of person that really doesn't give a shit about what you have going on in the day, where you have to go, why you're at a certain spot, and they just keep talking to you. And they're not necessarily unleashing their problems. They just don't have, they don't get social cues. They don't get that you have to go. I remember one time seeing somebody that I know who is a time robber sit down with a couple on a date. So like they knew each other, right? And of course the couple is being kind and accommodating to the person that sat next to them, a friend of mine. And he proceeded to talk to them for a good 45 minutes, right? And they're on a date. <laughs> and this person had no idea that he was really stealing their moment. And I've seen this many times with this one specific person, but I also know somebody else that is so bad. Like having a phone conversation with someone and they're talking the entire time and there's no pause. The other person on the other line is not saying anything back to them. It's just them talking and talking and talking. I mean, like for a long time. Maybe I'm too accommodating in the sense that if I've been talking for a certain length of time or whatever, and it's like a confidence thing too. I feel like I know that what I say has a value, but sometimes I feel like I'm talking too much. And is the person really listening to what I'm saying? Are they interested anymore? Have they lost interest five minutes ago? So I wind up going like, I don't want to bother you with it. Like I'll stop talking. But so I do that to myself quite often. But then there are people that I'm like, they don't do that at all. <laughs> you know, like I could be going through the drive through and some of these people would walk to me to my window and be like, you know, I'm Start, start up conversation and there's a lineup of people behind me they don't they don't stop they don't see that they don't know and it's just so interesting to me how different people are and how they don't get certain things they don't understand that like I gotta go or I have a schedule or like I gotta pick someone up another little tangent a little tipsy tangent there but maybe the next time because this could be you that I'm talking about right now. It could be you. The next time you want to engage in some sort of conversation or debate with somebody, maybe just think for a second, do I have enough time to say what I need to say? Or should I just like ask them if they got to go? <laughs> do us all a favor. <laughs> ask us. But then you get the two, you can get <laughs> two right kind of people. That's then they can go for hours and hours and hours. They don't have to be anywhere. They don't have to make dinner. They don't have to this and that. But it's something to be conscious about. And and like I said, in the same way that I would avoid someone who is a bit of a, someone you don't ever ask how they're doing because they want to unleash on you. Almost the same kind of category, but a little different. And like the sea lion that has rhythm, do you have rhythm? And if you don't, do you believe that you can learn it? 
I personally believe, feels weird to have my hair so short. <laughs> I personally believe that it's not something that you can learn in the same way that people that are completely tone deaf will always be tone deaf. You can't really learn that it's something you have or you don't have. And I could be wrong, proven wrong, please prove me wrong. <laughs> but I do believe that either you kind of are born with it or you're not. So we've all seen American Idol and we've all seen people belt out of tune, completely out of tune, and they believe that they're doing a good job, right? They're tone deaf. Maybe people have told them their whole lives that they're doing a great job and they sound amazing. But I think that even those people that really want to learn, really want to sound good, can go to lessons all day long, all year long for 10, 15 years. And it's not something you can learn. It's like you have tone or you don't. And same with rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you can learn to follow beat, but sometimes it, I don't know for everybody. It's kind of a, like a, a rough subject because a lot of businesses are based on teaching somebody who really doesn't have any potential, <laughs> but they're paying them. So they kind of continue to teach them and, you know, give them hope and whatever. I want to know if there's a business out there that just has a student and says, you can't come back here anymore. You have that much potential. Zero. <laughs> You know, somebody who's so tone deaf or so like out of rhythm. I mean, I think it's sad because, you know, you want to be realistic with your students. But at the same time, it's business, right? And little Susie, who can't hit a note if her life depended on it, is still paying the teacher, you know, every month to kind of get to that point. But but who am I? I'm just cat wonders <laughs> with a wig on. <laughs> Do I have rhythm? Yeah. Do I, can I sing? Yeah. Uh, am I good at either of those things? Mm, no, but you know, I got something going on there. And I think if I were to focus, then I could get somewhere with it. But like, what am I talking about? I don't know. And if you clicked off <laughs> at this point, I don't blame you. All right. Well, there's one more segment and that is Kitty Twisters. So I'm about to read some jokes to you that I found to be pretty funny. Some of them are <laughs> aren't the best, but you might find them to be funny. So I'm going to read them anyway. All right. I may have read, read this already, but I, I don't remember. Some guy called me a tool. So I got hammered and nailed his girlfriend. Guess he was right. <laughs> it was Christmas Eve. A woman came home to her husband after a day of busy shopping. Later on that night when she was getting undressed for bed, he noticed a mark on the side of her leg. What's that? He asked. She said, I visited the tattoo parlor today. On one inside of my leg, I had them tattoo Merry Christmas. On the, on the inside of the other, they tattooed Happy New Year's or Happy New Year. <laughs> Perplexed, he asked, why did you do that? She replied, now you can't complain that there's never anything to eat between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> Ew. Sorry about that. <laughs> Interviewer. What's your greatest weakness? Candidate. Honesty. Interviewer. I don't think honesty is a weakness. Candidate. I don't give an F what you think. <laughs> a kid from Mississippi is on Harvard campus for the first time. He stops a student and asks, excuse me, can you tell me where the library is at? The Harvard student replies, at Harvard, you don't end a sentence with a preposition. The kid says, sorry about that. Can you tell me where the library is at, asshole? <laughs> Teacher. Kids, what does the chicken give you? Students. Meat. Very good. Now what does the pig give you? Bacon. Great. And what does the fat cow give you? Homework. 
<laughs> a teacher wanted to teach her students about self-esteem, so she asked anyone who thought they were stupid to stand up. One kid stood up, and the teacher was surprised. She didn't think that anyone would stand up, so she asked him, Why did you stand up? He answered, I didn't want to leave you standing up all by yourself. <laughs> Whenever your ex says, you'll never find someone like me, the answer to that is, that's the point. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, guys, I'm going to try to read this straight through without screwing it up. <laughs> Teacher, if I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two, how many would you have, Johnny? Seven. No, listen carefully. If I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two, how many would you have? Seven. <sighs> Let me put it differently. If I gave you two apples and another two apples and another two, how many would you have? Six. Good. Now, if I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two, how many would you have? Seven. Teacher, Johnny, where in the heck do you get seven from? Johnny, because I've already got a freaking cat. <laughs> He's already got one at home. Duh. A three-year-old boy sits near a pregnant woman. Why do you look so fat? I have a baby inside me. Is it a good baby? <laughs> yeah, it's a very good baby. Then why did you eat it? Oh, <laughs> poor little boy. Okay, last one. Two guys are walking through a game park and they come across a lion that has not eaten for days. The lion starts chasing the two men. They run as fast as they can and then one guy starts getting tired and decides to say a prayer. Please, Lord turn this lion into a Christian. He looks to see if the lion is still chasing and he sees the lion on its knees. Do lions have knees? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> happy to see his prayer and answered, he turns around and heads towards the lion. As he comes closer to the lion, he hears it saying in prayer, thank you, Lord, for the food I'm about to receive. <laughs> I don't know if I delivered that one right or if it's funny at all, but you're welcome. <sighs> well, everyone, that concludes Kitty Licker episode 23. I hope that you enjoyed it. I am Cat Wonders. L-I-Q-U-O-R. Not L-I-C-K-E-R. Okay. Just don't get it twisted. Um, I hope that you enjoyed the aesthetic glory. <laughs> Unfortunately, my little glass stand is burnt out, but I think that by the time episode 24 rolls around, we'll have figured that out. I might just strip the wire and then reattach it. And I, I've done that before, but I need some electrical tape. So I'm gonna write that down. I'm also going to link the recipe for this concoctail that I created down below in the description box. So if you're listening to this, head over to YouTube, type in Kitty Liquor or Cat Wonders and find episode 23. You can make this for yourself, highly recommend, uh, with unwatered down apple cider. Also, as I mentioned, I've got the October high tier coming around, the 25 days of super sexy Halloween costumes on Patreon coming up. I am so excited for this and I'm gonna be creating like a little teaser video so you won't miss out. It'll be everywhere. <laughs> and then you can make a decision for yourself. Super excited and uh, that will be linked in the video description down below. Um, also, I've got an OnlyFans for $5 a month and my Patreon starts at $5 a month. So if you wanna join in all the action and get hundreds of videos and photos and all that fun stuff, then you can join my Wondercat family, become one of my little Wondercats. And I wanna say a big thank you to all of you that have been submitting jokes. I didn't read any today just because a few of them are pretty sick and uh, one of them I read before, and then the other one is pretty long-winded. And at this point, I don't think I can read anything. <laughs> Sorry, but maybe next time. So keep sending them in. 
questions, comments, whatever you want, kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. If you made it to the end of this podcast, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you and your support. Please give this video a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. And uh, also subscribe so you don't miss any of my future content. And we can keep having fun together. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you in my next video. Bye.